continues to live forever and ever. Amen? Amen. Is he living in your hearts this morning? Amen. Amen. You, can, you can feel the presence of God. Each one of you carry that presence of God. And how you interact is how he manifests through you. Amen? Amen. All right. Thank you. Is it on? Thank you, Jesus. Here we go. This, uh, this morning, I, the message that God laid on my heart is, is some time ago when I was praying for these regions, God would give me a message and I would go, where is it that I'm supposed to deliver this message? And then God would put a, a place, a person, and a fellowship in our hearts. And so here I am just wanting to uh, deliver this to all of you. And I believe the presence of God is here. And all of you are interacting with that presence. And I believe this is a very, very amazing time. Please open with me to Matthew chapter 6 and verse 33. Matthew chapter 6 and verse 33. Our time is very short. Um, so I'm going to quickly... Uh, make this very quick. And those of you, uh, uh, those who hear, quickly open their Bibles and read. I need all of your help to uh, get them. Yes. Yes. Amen. John chapter 4, verse 23 and 24. John chapter 4, verse 23 and 24. Amen. Hallelujah. This morning you will find spiritual nuggets in this message. I mean, you know what spiritual nuggets are. Jesus talked about the pearls of the kingdom. And those who receive the kingdom gather in your heart. Because as this interaction takes place, your heart will rejoice because the God of the kingdom that is within you is going to stir to take you to the next level of your spiritual life. Amen. How many of you know this is a very interesting place? Everybody is in a different journey with their God. Some of you have been in, in journey with your God for 30, 40, 50, 60, 70 years. I'm a 50-year-old man. And I've been living, trying to live this kingdom life, understand the kingdom life for some time ago. And understanding the kingdom of God. Jesus said, you shall seek the kingdom and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. If you read from verse 25 onwards, Jesus is saying, you are, don't worry about seeking other things. He's saying, don't worry about seeking other things. Seek the kingdom and what will happen? All the other things that you're seeking, will, what will happen to them? They'll come after you. Isn't that amazing? This, this is how it's supposed to be. But in this, this understanding of life and kingdom and our life in Jesus and God's life in us, somehow we got a little bit off the track. We're actually seeking the things and kingdom is kind of like lost. We don't know where the kingdom is. So this morning, hopefully there's a clarity on what is kingdom and what is righteousness. So all these things that we were seeking will actually will come after us. Psalm chapter 23, the, David says, the Lord is my shepherd and I shall not want. And the last verse, what does he, how does it end? Goodness and mercy shall follow me. See, that's supposed to be the way. You seek the shepherd and what will happen to the goodness and mercies? 
it'll follow us. Notice in John chapter 4, verse 23 and 24, Jesus said something to a Samaritan woman. He said, it's not this Jerusalem. It's not that mountain. It's going to be the Father is seeking the true worshipers. So watch this. Please listen to this. You and I are supposed to seek the kingdom and the righteousness. And guess what is Father doing? He's seeking those who are seeking his kingdom. Isn't that amazing? Father is actually looking out this morning into this congregation, into this fellowship. It's like, who is interested in the kingdom and his righteousness? That's what he's looking. He's actually looking out to every, the Holy Spirit is moving on every one of you this morning. And those of you who are tender-hearted, those who are, those, those are sensitive to the very presence of God, He's interacting with you and says, what are you after? What is, what is the goal? What is, what is it that you're seeking? And this morning, by the time we're done, some of you will have caught so much nuggets of the kingdom that you will go, wow, I got it. And we love to hear. Talk to pastors, talk to the elders. I love to hear what nuggets you got this morning of the kingdom that we get to rejoice because this is such an important message for IPA or Cornerstone. I didn't know you changed the name. People were looking up names, you know, I think some of our friends are here, They're looking up the name like IPA. No, there's a Cornerstone. <laughs> okay, so all these changes are amazing. I believe this place is going to a different level. Amen? It, it, hello? You guys are going to a different level. And so with a different level, a message from the heart of the Father is so much important because we're all in different levels. But as long as we understand the heart of the Father, He's actually looking out this morning. He's actually seeking the true worshipers. Hallelujah. Oh, I believe the Holy Spirit is so powerfully moving in this place. As the Holy Spirit is moving here, you and I need to seek the kingdom. What is the kingdom? The, the kingdom is spiritual. Say with me, the kingdom is spiritual. Kingdom is not carnal. Hello? Kingdom is spiritual. God is a spirit. Amen? That's what he's talking to Samaritan woman, that God is a spirit. And they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. So the spiritual truth seeking is what we should be after. It's not the other things. Other things will follow you. But that's not what we're supposed to be seeking. So our consciousness should be about kingdom. The kingdom is spiritual, but what is kingdom? Kingdom is not a place. Let me repeat that again. Kingdom is not a place. Kingdom is a person. Kingdom is not a place. It's a person. Notice how we think kingdom means what? A place where a king stays, sits. Actually, if you read 2 Chronicles, Solomon, one of the smartest kings and one of the richest kings, with the richest kingdom, the physical kingdom, he has this realization he's about to build a palace for God. $2 billion from his account, $2 billion from the national treasury. They build this beautiful place. All of a sudden at night, Solomon has this recognition, this realization. He said, God, I'm going to build a palace, a temple, a place for you. This is, read this up. This is Second Chronicles and chapter uh, 2, verse 6. If you read that, please, quickly. Those of you are uh, quick readers, I need your help. Second Chronicles 2, 6. Yes. 
Oh, I don't know if you caught that. Let me repeat that. Since the heavens and the greater heavens, what? Cannot what? Whoa. Wait a minute. God is bigger than heaven? Hello? Uh, okay. Someone got a nugget right there. Is God bigger than heaven? Because if heaven can contain God, then heaven is greater. But God is greater than heaven, so heaven is in God. That's why we call him omnipresent, don't we? Hello? Is that, that's what Solomon is saying. I'm going to build a $2 billion, $4 billion palace for you, but you cannot contain even in the greater heavens because you are so much infinitely greater. Amen. And so this morning, the Lord is telling each one of us that he's actually interested in dwelling in each one of our hearts. Amen. And he is living inside of our hearts. And this is why you and I are supposed to walk in such an amazing worthy that we have become the palace, the temple of the living God. Isn't that what Paul is saying in 1 Corinthians? He says, don't you know that you are what? The temple of the living God. John chapter 14 verse 23, Jesus said, my father and I will come and live inside of you. Are you guys getting this? My father and I will come and live inside of you. This is our seeking. The father is looking out this morning. Who is catching this? Because he's looking for people who will say, I will carry your presence in such an amazing honor. And I will carry you. And wherever I go, you go with me. And we will go and declare your kingdom. And that was the purpose of Jesus coming. Oh, hallelujah. Many people got that nugget. And I rejoice because that is such a classic note right there. We need to know God is interested in you recognizing his presence in you right now. Amen. Now watch this. We're going to go to the next point very quickly that his, his righteousness is very important. His righteousness. So first of all, the kingdom is about the person. The person of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Say with me, Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Guess what? That's the kingdom. If you want to know the simplified version of understanding what kingdom is, that's it. Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Nothing and no one is greater than the triune God. Hallelujah. Oh, can I get a better hallelujah than that? Oh, Jesus. Jesus embodied the entire fullness of the Father in him. Do you agree? Amen. Yeah, Isaiah 9, 6 says, was, Unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and he shall be called the wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting. Where is Father? Inside the baby. Hello? Yeah, my Father and I are one. Jesus embodied the Father in him. And as he went to the cross, as he finished the work, the crying out, it is finished. 
I want my sons and daughters to be not focusing on anything else but on the very person, Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Oh, hallelujah. If we catch this, and if you catch this morning this amazing truth, that my, my life's quest, my greatest desire in my heart is to seek the kingdom, Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Nothing and no one else. Nothing. Nothing but seeking the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. If we do it this way, and if we don't focus on anything else, then we are the true kingdom seekers. Know them. Know the very triune God. Know them personally. I had an encounter with God in this personal way 15 years ago. 15 years ago. Approximately 2005. I walked. I was a pastor's son. I'm a pastor's kid. Uh, lost my father at age 9. Lost my mother at age 15. Grew up. Came to America at age 16. Most of you know me. And I love all my uncles and aunties who have who have seen me growing. I came here as a, as a young boy of age 16. I grew up right here. I went to high school right here. But I didn't have, I mean, I was seeking. I had, because of losing parent at a young age, I had a lot of questions. You were too. <laughs> you were too. At age 15, you lose both of your parents, everything, your dependence and everything. And by the time you reach to your, your understanding of who you are and your identity, you don't know who you are. And I think most of us, our young people, don't know who they are. But if you know the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, how do we end our, our meetings? May the love of the Father, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. That means Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit are in the circle. They're in the circular, and they are always talking about each other. Father is talking about the Son. The Son is talking about the Father. The Holy Spirit is talking about the Father and the Son, and all three of them are talking about each other. And you might ask, so where am I? Where are we? Where are you? Where? In the middle of them. Hallelujah. Oh, I don't know if that excites you. To me, that is the most powerful, exciting news. Where are you and I? Where, where's you and I? We're right in the middle because we can't live outside of them, can we? There's no, outs there's no life outside of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Hello? You can't. You can't live. I mean, people are living, but that's just, you know, that's just, that's not what life is. Life is to know the Father through the Son and by the help of the Holy Spirit. Once you know all three of them, their identical nature, then you know who you are in Him. He's my Father. I am His beloved child. He loves me and I carry His presence inside of me. And in that honor that I respond to, my kingdom life that He gets me to live inside of me gets manifested outside. Amen. My, my time is short. My second point, seek his righteousness. Say with me, righteousness. How many of you know there are two righteousness? Self-righteousness and okay, I want someone's heart to react, interact. One is self-righteousness and the other is what? Yeah, God-given righteousness, which is through Christ Jesus, right? Yeah, Isaiah 64, 6, that your, your righteousness are as what? Filthy as? 
dirty rags. But I'm going to give my righteousness. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 19 says, He became sin so you and I can become his his righteousness. There's a difference of righteousness. Paul talks his entire epistles on this note alone. There is a righteousness that is to be attained by the law. And there's a righteousness God just imputes upon you. Just gives it to you. And this is very important. Because Jesus finished work is the righteousness of the triune God. Say with me. Jesus finished work is the finished work of the triune God. This is very important because all three of them were trying to accomplish something for you and I. All three of them, all of them, they are inseparable by the way. Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit are inseparable. They can never be separated. Amen. Amen. Yeah, and that is why Paul writes in John cha Romans chapter 8, verse 35 to 39, that nothing in all creation can ever separate you from the love of God in Christ Jesus. Amen. That means you and I cannot be separated from God. Amen. Oh, if you can understand that, if you know that identity, that I can never be shaken because it is imputed, it is not upon mine to perform. Amen. Oh, that is so powerful. Oh, one man in Martin Luther in 1500 got this revelation and he just was so, so understood this nugget and he actually shook the German and English dynasties with it. And what we call today the Protestant Reformation. Powerful, powerful. If we can all get this and go to the next level of understanding his righteousness, not my righteousness, but his righteousness. Colossians chapter 2 verse 10 says, you are complete in him. Say with me, I'm complete in Christ. Say with me, I'm complete in Christ. Now tell that to your neighbor. I said, you are complete in Christ. Amen. This is important. This is important because when we see each other, we cannot see each other through the incompletion of self-righteousness. We have to see each other through the completeness of Christ. This will actually eliminate a lot of judgments. This will eliminate a lot of curses. This will eliminate a lot of witchcraft. Yeah. When I understood the depths of this, I was so blown away. Like once we understand the righteousness of the kingdom, witchcraft spirit stops right there. Did you catch that? Somebody caught that. I don't know where. Someone caught it. Because some of your family's been going through witchcraft. How many of you know those are real stuff? If you don't know, go to the mission, mission field. You'll understand that. It's true. It is real. And Paul talks about that in, in Galatians chapter 3, verse 1. He talks about, he tells Galatians, he said, You who foolish Galatians, who has witchcrafted on you? Didn't you start with the spirit, didn't you start with the righteousness of Christ's imputation upon you? Who then actually interrupted your race and made it carnal? Read it. That's a fascinating. It took me two years to teach the book of Galatians. Only six chapters in Bread of Life Church in Minnesota. Two years. Just six chapters. Fascinating. Paul's crying out, getting people to be delivered from. Because Jesus 
in his powerful grace and mercy when he's actually releasing the mercies to all the people that are crucifying him. Did you know Jesus blessed those who persecuted him? Why aren't we blessing those who persecute us? Amen. Someone got that nugget. Hallelujah. I think it's time to switch around the kingdom righteousness. Amen. When we seek his kingdom and his righteousness, his righteousness is a totally different deal. We are more than conquerors through what? Through him who loved us. Amen. We are not more than conquerors through our love for him. We are more than conquerors through him who loved us. We love him because he first loved us. 1 John chapter 4 verse 19. Our self-righteousness is from our minds and his righteousness is from his heart to ours. His righteousness is his finished work. We are focused on this. The effect of Jesus' finished work went in every direction of this universe. Let me say that again. Because it was such a powerful statement, we didn't catch it, okay? The effect of Jesus' finished work went and affected every direction of this universe. If you don't believe that, Jesus means nothing to us. I believe he was so powerful. He's the only one who stands and reigns as a king of our hearts. Amen. That's why every knee will bow, every tongue will confess that Jesus is Lord. Amen. That is why Jesus has the highest place because he is the only one who did what he did. A couple of differences of our righteousness and kingdom righteousness. When we know his righteousness, then enemy is not the important. Because we know the one who is greater than the enemy and who already finished the work. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. Let me say that again because that's a very powerful truth. There, there's just a distraction. We got to know 1 John 4, 4. The one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the? Hello? Amen? So we cannot be focused on the enemy when one who is in you, who's defeated the enemy, is living inside of you. Can someone say hallelujah? That is so powerful. Oh, the fear leaves us. Fear of everything leaves us when you know you are carrying the one and you're not worthy of carrying him. It's his righteousness imputed upon you that makes you worthy because of his love for you. That makes you worthy because of his grace and his finished work that classifies you, justifies you. That makes you worthy of his presence forever and ever. Hallelujah. Oh, healing is happening in this place. Amen. How many of you know not every sickness is natural? Not every sickness is natural. Some it's spiritual. And some of those are being broken in this morning. Amen. As you interact with the kingdom inside and his righteousness. And this is why we, know, we no longer have to, but we want to. Say with me, no longer want, have to. Say no, no longer have to, but I want to. You understand the difference? Yeah. It's not because I have to, but because I want to. We've been so confused about the have to's. 
But once you understand that he's living inside of you with his righteousness, with his love, grace, and mercy, bountiless, given to you, then you don't do because you have to, but because you want to. Hallelujah. Loving others from his love and blessing others with his love and not from your love and not from your blessings. That's a good one. Amen. Yeah, it's very hard, really, isn't it? I mean, it's very hard to love someone from your love. How I many of you, you deplete very quick, right? Yeah, it's just like, all goes out. Because the minute we see people's attitudes, all our love goes out, right? Yeah, it just goes, oh. immediate withdrawal goes out. But when we draw from his love, we can love those and bless those who persecute us and those who do whatever they want to do because the one who is in you is your identity, is the approval, and nothing else matters because one who is in you is greater. Amen. Hallelujah. Oh, this is getting exciting and my time is up. How many of you are getting some nuggets here? Amen. Living holy lives through him and not through your video consciousness. Living holy lives not because of video consciousness. Someone is watching you. That's why. No. But you're conscious of his loving presence. Oh, if, I, if Cornerstone can get this. Oh, you will impact not just Hicksville, not just New York City. You will impact worlds, generations, generations. This is huge. This takes a long time to get there. We're trying to live holy lives from our gutting it out instead of letting God live through us. Paul said, it's no longer I, but Christ. It's See, you don't live. In the new covenant, you don't live. He lives through you. If we can get this, this is so powerful and so powerfully manifesting. I want you to stand. I want everyone to stand here, please. I'm, I'm going to close this here. I don't know if my time is over or uh, done, but I just, I just sense we need to pray. I, I believe such a powerful message. Again, it's not me. It's not, it's not the channel. It's the one who is giving you the message. Amen? And... You see, so far, we've been sacrificing our own bulls and goats. That's self-righteousness. Instead of trusting the very Lamb of God. Amen. We've been sacrificing our own bulls and goats. I think it's time to stop this, our sacrifices and trust the one who took the sins of the whole world. Amen. Would you trust him this morning? Would you put your hand, your right hand on your heart and say, Father, I want to seek your kingdom. I want to seek the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. I want to seek your righteousness. And the very final thing, all these things shall be added unto you. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. By one sacrifice, he has perfect forever those who are being made holy. Amen. He, by one sacrifice, he has done all the work. Now you have to let him live. You know, who do we yield to? You know who do we yield to? Not those who are bossy around us. We all have a problem. But those who love us and trust us, we yield to. Paul says in Galatians 2.20, though I let him live. Read Galatians 2.20, you'll be amazed. And not just, not just one place he says. He said, I, 
I no longer live, but Christ who lives in me. The life I live in the body, I live by faith of the Son of God who what? Loved me and gave himself for me. See, I have no problem yielding myself to that. That's kingdom. Who loved me and gave himself. I have no issues. Those who love me and gave themselves, I go, what do you want? I take everything. I think the reason why we don't know the very triune loving God and His righteousness, that is why Holy Spirit sent us here to deliver this message. I hope you got some nuggets. We want to hear about it. Tell the pastor, tell the elders, we like to hear the, the, the nuggets you found this morning because I believe IPA Cornerstone is going to next, next level. Amen. Another thing I have to deliver, this is a prophetic message. Start praying for your generations. It's a very powerful word Father gave me. Start praying for your generations. I think that everywhere I go, I travel so much, I get this every time concerned about my generation. I said not just generations, start being concerned about your generations. Amen. Amen. Pray for them. Pray that they also will seek the kingdom. What is the kingdom? Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit and His righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. Thank you, Pastor. Thank all of you for listening. God bless you.